I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. What is up, Cougar Nation? Day one at BYU football fall camp, Camp Kalani, because nothing about this is fall. Mitch Harper, Matt Biamonte with KSLSports.com and KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the BYU Cougars. Matt, uh, this is an experienced squad. You saw that with all the personnel, the familiar faces. There's not much uh, getting familiar with these names. These are guys that have become household names at BYU. Yeah, it's, it, it's really fun to watch this team operate just because, really, I think, and you mentioned this on Cougar Tracks, but that top 44 is pretty locked in. And, you know, some of the things that I observed today from that, you know, projected too deep. It's nice to see Isaac Rex out there yes. running. I think he participated more than I thought he would. Kalani Satake said he participated a little bit more than he thought he would. Uh, so that was nice to see. It was, it's also fun to watch the offensive line. And that shifted a little bit, but I thought it was interesting to see Harris Lachance at guard, Kingsley Suamata'ia at right tackle. So, you know, I think we have a really good understanding of what this team's going to look like against USF, and they're just tinkering a little bit here and there. And that's a nice luxury for this team as they look to get their third consecutive double-digit win season. And another some other familiar faces that we saw out on the field today, which was a great sign because we hadn't seen them in a long time, Keenan, Peely, and Peyton Wilgar. Oh, yeah, that was that was fantastic. That defensive unit I thought was really interesting. And to, you know, to piggyback off that, too, we saw Lorenzo Fautea yeah. mix in there at defensive end on a couple snaps. So he's healthy. He's ready to go. That provides some much-needed depth. Tyler Batty was making waves. Ben Bywater looked good. So I think the health of the team, look, it's day one, so let, you know, knock on wood, the health of the team is good on day one. But these guys that have been returning from injury, they were they were participating, and that was an encouraging sign. This is the healthiest one of the players was telling me. This is one of the healthiest they've seen uh, BYU since they've been here, and they've been around since you know for like the last five years. Uh, there are some guys that have been sidelined. Still come this kind of slowly being brought along. Chaz Ayu, uh, he was at practice, not on the roster right now, and that's kind of a situation where you have one or ten spots to work with, and you've got the surplus of guys. 
on some days you might say, okay, this guy that maybe was player 111, he gets moved up because Chaz Ayu is still kind of slowly recovering from the hamstring, uh, but Chaz was out there. Atunai Samahe not suited up either. Uh, he was coming back from shoulder injury, so we didn't see him either. And then another personnel note, newcomer Lasila Tai out of Snow College, who Daryl Funk very high on, six foot seven, felt like he could be a guy that could maybe be a two-deep guy. Uh, working out his great situation. Kalani Sataki said he expects him potentially, uh, I believe he said, later this week. Uh, we, we may have buried the leader. Jeez, what's going on that's here? What, that's the horn. They're like, you're buried the lead. Uh, uh, get to the lead. The lead, I think, is uh, what's going on with the quarterback yes. position. Jaron Hall, I just thought, had another outstanding day. He was accurate. The pass at the wrong time. There were a lot of check downs, but to me, I don't take that as a negative, Mitch. To, to yeah. me, the checkdowns is I'm going through my reads, boom, 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 not there. I'm Let's get some yards, three, four yards out of the flat. Jackson Mc, uh, McChesney was a recipient of a lot of those dumps from Jaron Hall and Jacob Conover, but I thought Jaron Hall just looked in complete control. Uh, no mistakes made from what we saw from Jaron Hall. Looked great. Jacob Conover... Kind of a mixed bag, from my opinion, from my vantage point. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he did have a nice deep ball attempt to Chase Roberts, which I thought was a really nice throw. Uh, just a little bit long for for Roberts, who's a redshirt freshman, He's got a big future ahead of him. But yeah, I think again, this is a season where if Jaron Hall's healthy, you can dream of a ten win campaign. If if he's not healthy and he has to miss a lot of games, you suddenly become a six or seven win team, in my opinion, because the quarterback spot is so critical in college football. And I've said it before, we talked about it on Saturday, Jacob Conover, his rise, um, you know, he's this is a big fall camp for him, even though the pressure's not on him to be a QB1, but you're always one play away. And two, uh, he's got to show that he can be the quarterback of the future in the Big 12 era because I look at Jaron Hall out there, I'm like, that's an NFL quarterback. Whether it's fourth round, first round, whatever you want to slice it up, Jaron Hall's an NFL guy next year. Uh, it's just a matter if he wants to come back or not. And uh, Conover's got to be ready, and that's why this fall camp is critical for him and for BYU. He had some nice throws. He misfired on a few. There was a, a nice uh, tight end corner to Ethan Erickson that was dropped. I thought that was placed nicely in between some defenders by Jacob Conover. Wasn't uh, caught, obviously. So we've got a long way to go with Jacob Conover, but I, I'm with you, I think. I want to see, I would have loved to have seen that deep pass down the right sideline to, to Roberts connect because Roberts had his guy beat. Uh, it was a good throw in football, just a little outside of his outstreet, uh, outstretched arms. So there's kind of an update from what we saw in the quarterback situation. And, and the receivers that Hall and the quarterbacks are throwing to, uh, sometimes they did not uh, help the cause of these quarterbacks. Kate Finnegan had a throw, an intermediate throw to Ethan Erickson. Drop. That was from a tight end who I think could be tight end three. You make you make uh, moves like that, you drop the ball, you're going to fall in the depth chart. And it's going to open up an opportunity for other guys to potentially rise up. Also, Keanu Hill, uh, he dropped a ball. And one drop um, does not say suddenly you're wide receiver five or six. <laughs> but uh, when you think of starting power five type of receivers, they don't drop passes. Maybe I always think back to the Austin Collie days when it was like, if he dropped a ball, he would have a panic attack and go ballistic and freak out and start screaming at the football because the man never dropped a ball. Uh, so that's kind of like my expectation. If you're going to be a high level wide receiver in college football, you can never drop. And Keanu Hill had a drop and that just can't happen, especially yeah. when that's a position battle at wide receiver three. And it is truly a battle. We saw a lot of Roberts. We saw some Cody yes. Epps too. There was a lot of Bubble screen tight plays to Cody Epps. Um, hard to really gauge if those plays are going to work when you're just wearing helmets and nothing else, but he was in the mix. Yeah, another thing that I like too in the backfield, Christopher Brooks. I mean, Aaron Roderick was very confident media day that 
Uh, he's going to get the first carries, and good for good reason. And the fact that just physically he looks the part, and then he's just getting it to Feline from Juice <laughs> World. Like, I love that. I'm like, I got to Shazam that. What is that song? Uh, getting some Juice World like Chris Brooks is getting it. I always got to find out who, like, the team uh, DJ is. I think going forward, I might start shazamming some songs because at some point it's going to get very redundant. We're just going to have guys like you know drinking water out of the hose. That's going to be our observation portion. So I'm going to have to shazam like every song, and I'll make a regular Apple Music playlist for you guys. Uh, but yeah, Chris Brooks looks legit. I also thought Miles Davis. He kind of looks a little bit bigger uh, than I remember him last year. I thought he kind of stood just from a physique standpoint. The guy who I think saw the most action in the running back room from what we saw, though. Jackson McChay. Yeah, he, 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 he probably up. caught four or five passes, had a handful of uh, carries as well, so I thought he looked good. But to touch on Chris Brooks briefly, there was one play where he kind of busted out to the sideline, and as he was ripping it down the sideline, he, I think he stepped out of bounds, but still there was a good 20-yard chunk where he really turned it into the next level. And I thought, this guy might be faster than Algier. I'm not saying he's going to be better than Algier, but he looks like maybe there's an extra gear which is a really fun to watch from a running back. Well, I always point to with McChesney. I remember in his high school days at Lone Peak, he was in a regional uh, rivals camp. He was in a 40-yard, like the, the top runner out west in the 40-yard dash. It was him and Najee Harris, who's now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were finalists, and barely Najee Harris just edged wow. out Jackson McChesney. So McChesney's got elite speed. Uh, it's just a matter of when is he going to get the volume to really consistently show it. I mean, he just hasn't got a consistent role yet. When that guy knows every single game what's going to be his role, I think he's going to take off. And that's why I think when you made that bold prediction of him could be RB2, I agree. I mean, I, I think that McChesney, he's got endless potential. And if you can get that potential tapped into right now before the Big 12, yeah. even better for BYU. Yeah, maybe a few final things from both of us defensively. Uh, Jacob Boren. Saw some time with the ones. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It was nice to see Lorenzo Faltea back uh, working with the ones. Obviously, Ben Bywater, Keenan Peely, Peyton Wilgar, uh, Caleb Hayes. I think you know it's only one day, but he's probably the f- number one defensive yes. back on the team. Um, Malik Moore as well. Um, it was it was just nice to see a healthy defense. I, it really was what since Arizona State, since we felt like okay, this is what it is, and it was it was just a reminder that hey, like. They've got the talent. They just need to put it together. I don't recall seeing in the media observation portions Gabe Judy Lally. He was here at practice, suited up, but I just didn't see him in the media observation portion. I kind of wanted to get a glimpse of him, the Vanderbilt transfer, who I think could be pushing you know, guys like D'Lo and Caleb Hayes. But, yeah, overall, uh, we'll have a bunch of content on kslsports.com. Uh, you can check this out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, also on podcasts, Cougar Sports Saturday. So we've got you covered here at Camp Kalani. We're going to do every sort of medium platform. We'll also have coverage on KSL 5 TV tonight. So stay tuned. BYU football coverage. We're giving it to you on the legacy home of the Cougars, KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.